Hey everybody, it's me, Ryan. Now, you're hearing me with a bit of a cold. Uh, I don't know how I got it. Don't know why I have it. <laughs> um, but I've been under the weather for a few days, and Sandy was unavailable to podcast this week. Yannick was in France uh, and had technical difficulties with his internet connection. So... I called in the cavalry. Last week, Curtis, my brother, subbed in for Yannick. Uh, this week, Dan Johnson from the old Doctor Who podcast, which is a really great podcast that reviews classic Doctor Who episodes with his co-host, Eric Grissom. Go check that out. Uh, also guested, and we just kind of had a conversation about video games and all sorts of stuff. It's not our usual episode, it's a little something different, but we wanted to make sure you still had your Monday morning dose of Pixels Weekly. One further note, before we continue, this episode is not edited for language. These guys aren't usually on the show, and they don't know that we try to keep it mostly jiggly, puffin' clean, if you know what I mean. So, with all of that understood, I hope you're having a good Monday. Hopefully I'm better by the time you're listening to this. If not, I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing more to say. Uh, every episode's free at PixelsWeekly.com. Thanks for making it through E3 with us. Um, next week we'll be hopefully back to our regularly scheduled program. Uh, Yannick, Sandy, and I talking about uh, the zelda breath of the wild stuff and uh tallying scores from our e3 predictions it's actually going to be i think pretty close uh, so that should be fun all right guys i will see you next week <laughs> and until then enjoy this fluster cluck of an episode June 20th, 2016. I'm Ryan. Do we introduce ourselves? Ah! <laughs> uh, and welcome to Pixels Weekly. Hi, everybody. Uh, it's Ryan. It's after E3, and we've been experiencing technical difficulties, basically, uh, for the last few hours. Yannick is in France. Uh, Yannick is in France, and Sandy... I believe is how it's pronounced. Um, is right. <laughs> I don't know where she is. She went to Shake Shack or something. I think it is Shake Shack, yeah. When we couldn't get our podcast to work. But uh, I have two people standing in. Uh, with me is, uh, you heard him on the last episode, my brother, Curtis Quintel. Curtis, hi. Hello. And my brother, comma, from another mother, which is, I believe, what is how you say that that's that saying is dan johnson hey everybody Dan johnson from the old doctor who show available on your itunes and and wherever fine podcasts are sold hey guys how are, are you they sold are they sold dan <clears throat> well yeah um in that you're giving us your time and uh we are giving you nothing in return 
<laughs> and let, let me be clear. Don't be afraid. We talk over each other on this show. On this show, we talk over each other. Hey, guys. Uh, oh, okay. No time listener, first time host. Uh, love your show so far. Just want to ask a question, and I'll take that off air. Uh, offline here. Curtis is a no time listener, second time host. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Wow, we are killing it. <laughs> well, listen to my part. It's, oh. it's all the, I just listened to my own audio file where I cut all the crap out and just listened to my own sweet, sweet, sweet voice. That's it's all funny because it. it's an audio file of me going, yeah. <laughs> sounds good. What I want to do is all of my own verbal tics so I can really enhance them. Trying yeah, to, don't, don't, by the way, don't lean back. Don't laugh away from the mic. We laugh on mic on this show. Oh. I add in a lot, a lot of synthetic mic. laughter afterwards. You sweeten the mix? I sweeten the whole thing. Great. It's like car talk. <laughs> this is... Hold on one second. This is actually a better idea. People are listening to this show and they think that this is not a professional show. Mm-hmm. This is not the type of show I want to be listening to. Um, <laughs> what happened to this show? You know, the people that were listening to it, we've probably isolated them at this point. We're probably... They're probably like, hey, I don't know what's going on anymore. Um but I've got good news. We're changing formats. Whoa. Okay? Whoa. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to Video Game Talk, where we talk about video games, video game repair, and uh, the answer to last week's puzzler. <laughs> hey, we're broadcasting. That would require people to call in, wouldn't it? Ryan, where, where do the lawyers get in touch? Um, should we just, do you have it on the website? Do they just send it in directly? You can go straight to pixelsweekly.com. Or, of course, Dan, they can call in at 1-888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. That is the actual phone number, isn't it? That is the real phone number. <laughs> I don't think they take calls anymore, but no. they say it every episode. No, because I think they're both dead, right? Oh, one of them guys. Uh, well, one actually, them one of them. Just the, is, just yeah. the, that's horrible. <laughs> not, I'm sorry. That's funny. And that is a very good show. Bringing this shit down. To, uh, car talk. Um, <laughs> they're both dead. Okay. I uh, said uh, that Pixels without Weekly actually realizing our... one of them was dead, so now I feel like it's real. <laughs> I am the <laughs> only one of your... <laughs> God. I am the only one of your normal hosts until maybe at least halfway through this podcast. But uh, we talk about video games, we talk about uh, E3 a lot this week, and uh, we usually start off the show with HodgePodge, which is what we're playing uh, as far as games or what's in the news. Obviously, it's been E3 all week, you guys. Have any of you checked out the E3 stuff going on? Well, I played the Resident Evil 7 demo. Um, Me too. We should talk about that. Well, let's talk about that a little bit later. I want to know... Um, Let's just talk about what what games we're playing now, if any. I don't know. Are you in the middle of anything right now, Dan? No, I've been uh, uh, a little bit of a hiatus um, from right now. I'm actually kind of jumping uh, back into... A 16-year hiatus. <laughs> 60 frame per second hiatus. Noobs don't know about 1080p. Crystal clear graphics. 60 frames a second. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> so right now I have a PS4. That's my my jam. Before that was a uh, 360 and Xbox. Before that, so PS4 was my first PlayStation uh, console. I uh, kind of jump back into The Witcher again because of the new content that's coming out eventually. 
Yeah, um, so at this me point, too. I would you know, Witcher's a fantastic, beautiful game. Blah blah blah. It's gotten a lot better with the frame rate and the problems they fixed. Um, but it's just taking me forever to keep moving on the story because there's so much to do. So my my plan now, which I never do, is That's just pretty much running gun. Just like friggin' let's get through this thing and get to the end of it. Which kind of sucks because yeah. it's an amazing <laughs> game, and I don't really want to. But like, I, I can't play you. the same game. I thought you could do that. Back up. Yeah, so I started it back up, and then I just like. Loaded in, I started doing quests. I got to a new area, and a bunch of new question marks appeared. I was like, "Nope, I can't let what happened happen last." <laughs> exactly. As soon as a new area opens up, and they're just like, "Oh, all of this to look at." But the reason yeah. why I want is that, from what I can tell, for the the new content, it's not just new content, but it seems like they've done a substantial change to the way they use their rendering engine. If they haven't like updated the rendering engine itself, so it seems yeah. like the quality is going to be. Uh, a well, lot better because they, they just figured out like how to actually push the engines. Okay. They don't need to That's render things that are on the middle of recording something. The fidelity is just going to be that much better. Um, it was already good to begin with, but like I just want to see what that's going to look like. Yeah, I, I I I'm with you. I when I jumped back in, I was a surprised to see number one the performance of the game. It performed much smoother. Yeah, and you could you could start to see you could see more modern techniques being used like pop in and all that sort of stuff not like drastic pop in but things were loading in a smart way and the the just the camera itself it just felt like it held its frame rate better and then of course in it, i think 1.2 is the new version of the game yep. and this comes for free you don't have to pay for any of the updates um and 1.2 also redid the entire interface how books work, potions, management, uh, the map. You can now place up to 10 different markers with different symbols on the map to persist them and really keep track of all your stuff in a really dynamic way. And if you don't believe that it's new, in fact, e even if you're in the middle of the game like I was, it, it makes you go through a tutorial again to learn the new interface. It's like basically reloads like you're starting fresh. It's and amazing how, that, so how much they've iterated on it because... It was it was fine when it started off, but you know, frame rate issues aside, because there was some of that. I guess it was worse on on Xbox than it was on PlayStation. Yep. The stuttering. But I mean, they they solved all that and that's awesome. But just to to make the entire experience feel better is is incredible. Um No, I'm I'm with you, and I will say this as well, because Chris, have you heard about the new Witcher expansion at all? Is this a paid expansion, or are you just talking about the there's, updates? There's a paid expansion. Yeah, that's coming later. Blood this, and is, wine. this is Blood, yeah, Blood and Wine. Yep. Yeah, which apparently is like an additional 30 hours of story. In of a completely game, different... Right? What? It's just 30 hours of Gwent, right? No, no, Gwent is now... It's going to be... Oh, okay, you're joking. Um... <laughs> just a 30 hour card game expansion which actually would be cool are you guys into the card game do you play the game I don't actually I've played one game because I had to and that was there's it. too many card games Why would there's I, too yeah, many played... card games within the universes of other games at this point oh like Red Dead Redemption and just go and play poker like oh we have a friend, well, that, have a friend that would do that, that sweet, and meet that up with his. That was just like nice poker. That's, I mean, it's actually a pretty. It's an amazing thing that you can do that. Like, I'm gonna jump on this game, ride my horse to another town, meet up with my friends online, and play poker. And that's yeah, a, it's incredible. It's like when like in Grand Theft Auto Five, like secretly is a really good tennis game. Right. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's a stealth you know, tennis like, wow, game. This is actually. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. 
This is this is well, a rock very star cheap. though. They did well, they whole... did make uh, table tennis, right? Yeah, there you go. So they they, they got experience they with that. Started. So table tennis with guns, <laughs> cloth <So>. physics. <laughs> um, I also that did start though. playing uh, The Witcher again, obviously. Um, but I'm kind of. I've kind of been in a little bit of, uh, you know, with E3 here, I've just been kind of absorbing news and my girlfriend's been in town. So I've been sort of staying a little further away from the virtual realm from I've been staying more in the meat realm uh, these days, but did did get a chance to play that Resident Evil uh, 7 demo. But before we, before we talk about that, uh, Curtis, is there anything else you're playing or is that? I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. I did not want to get into it when it came out, but I feel the uh, same way. Do you love it's it? Just, it's just good. It's a really good game. So is it's, it, it's, it's amazing. So like, you. even no, what, I, what I want to know is like, is it? It's an arena game. Like, is it like just focused on that with you know really tight balance? I wouldn't and really, call it an, is an, arena, it not an arena game. game. What, is, what does arena mean to you? Yeah, it's the, it's very it, the the maps are just a capture point where two teams fight for the same point. Or right. one team is defending a point and the other team just has to get on to cap it. Or you, like, push a payload across a map, which is, like, a moving capture point. Okay. But, like, it's it's very much, like, team-based and you'll switch heroes mid-match sometimes to try to, like, counter what the other team's doing. Um, yeah, what I like about the hero switching, too, is that eventually you start to sense, like, phases of the map, Right. Yeah, or you might have like the initial phase of like, okay, we need to push forward, so we need to kind of be more heavy on tanky and attacking stuff, and then like you or or healing like and that type of thing, and then there might be a point where like you're defending. Okay, so like at this phase, like obviously the pushing is not working, we need to stay alive, and we'll become more support classes and and watching the team composition change because it does announce the changes kind of on the left it's it's hard to keep track of but um you can always go back to your base and change to another character i th- it's really smart what are, you, what are you playing on i'm I'm playing on pc oh god i gotta get a pc <laughs> i gotta it, get one don't laugh at me i, no, I, <laughs> I have the feeling I, I, this I, game I that feeling. will last a while on pc i don't know how long like a console fps can last you know because there's yeah. just so many coming out. Are you when you play? Is it a PC versus console? Can people play from multiple platforms? No, the same? I don't. Right, good. I think it's that's just impossible. <laughs> it's, I don't know if anyone's yeah, yeah. ever done that successfully. Because also, feels like a lot I mean, of advantage it, on PC. To be fair, like not only are you gonna have frame rate differences yeah. between PC and console stuff, but um, Blizzard has a very forgiving and pretty aggressive auto aim built into the consoles. Yeah. Uh, versions. So like sometimes you you shoot someone and you're like, "Ooh, I should not have I Well, don't think I, I should have got that." This is also like there's like this sniper type of class that just has a bow in the game and like it seems very Hanzo. much like Is that Hanzo? H- Hanzo. You're like it seems very much like, "Oh, you have to be good at aiming." But then in reality, everyone just spams arrows down a hallway until one just headshots you and kills you because you oh. happen to be walking down at the time. Like, yeah. It, even on the PC version? Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Because it, it all felt, always felt to me that all that auto-aim assist, whatever, was to compensate for the fact that on a PC, that you have that exact precision. And you just have to be really sure. good. But you, you can, do. You're but like, at, there's, yeah. there's a number of characters in this game where you don't actually have to be able to aim to play them. <laughs> well... 
Yeah, right. endorsement for that game. <laughs> no, that's one of the one of the things I like about the game. Like for example, Mercy. Yeah, uh, Mercy is the healer class, and her she, her beam kind of follows the person. And on consoles, like your character will turn a little bit and move to keep following the person. Mm. So it's really hard to break that beam. In fact, that beam can kind of go around corners. It can. Yeah, you can too. be behind a wall. I also played like uh, five matches of that character before realizing you can turn your healing beam into a damage boost. Just by clicking mm-hmm. the other, yeah, mouse button, and you can you can also click. I mean, on on Xbox, you can click the D pad to the left and turn the healing beam into kind of a sort of low to medium power gun, just like pistol. Um, mm-hmm. which, which which is interesting. They kind of empower the healing classes in this game to to be more than just oh just sit back and wait to heal you know you can kind of be active what i really love about mercy is uh her button where she can just very quickly like essentially jump across the screen yeah. to get to who you can like certain characters can jump very high in the air and you can follow them allowing like you to do the same movement to avoid because when you're playing mercy the entire other team is going to be trying to kill you if they know what they're doing so you have to yeah. be mobile enough to get around the game feels yeah, pretty balanced right now, which I like about it. Did it start and off balanced, thing- or did they have they improved that? Did they get um, it right out of the gate? Because that's got to be super hard to do. Well, they it got was- it out of the gate from launch. I don't know if they got it out. It still could use some more, but I don't know how. Curtis, you played the beta, right? I played the beta. I don't really remember what the balancing issues were with the beta, but like they just released a patch to like slightly tweak a couple things. I think McCree just got nerfed. Um, but like it was a very... like. <laughs> People are slightly stronger, which is not a huge problem. So, yeah, McCree, uh, what did they say? Something about him was too powerful. Some... His, his right click. It's, an, it's another character that has is supposed to be like, you have a very accurate shot, and it's sort of like a sniper. You have low health. But, like, your right click just shoots all six shots in your pistol and does, I think, 70 times six damage before, and they just drop it to, like, 45 times six. So you could like wow. kill a tank instantly, basically, by just rolling up in their face and hitting right click. Yes, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, there were times when I was playing as we've we've talked about Overwatch a lot on this show with Yannick and Sandy because we're we're all playing it too. Um, where you know Winston or whatever, I feel like Winston is this big gorilla character. He's a really great. Um, I guess I'm just telling you and the audience. <laughs> uh, That's cool. He's, he's just this really well-designed character that can pop up a, like an impenetrable bullet shield thing. But there were so many instances where somebody could just like walk into the bullet shield and just completely waste me almost instantly. I'm like, I'm a, what is the point of a tank character if I can't take like a couple of hits? Well, it's, you're supposed to... You get in there and kill like their healer or sniper or something, but good teams will just kill you before you can do that. Except my team is never the good team. That's what I've noticed. <laughs> I wonder if I'm part of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I that happens to me. Now, sometimes you're on offense, like a, a a map where like people need to be on the point, like pushing it, and you have like three snipers on your team standing back, and you're like, well, this isn't helping anyone. Half my team is just not going for the objective. Are you playing with uh, random people, or do you have a regular? I, I usually play with uh, our little brother, Tyler, and then mm-hmm. one of my other friends. So we have half the team taken up, but then there's three randoms. Right. 
randoms. So um, you've been playing Overwatch, and the, the 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 randoms are like how how are you finding the win to loss ratio? How often are you winning? Uh, I probably like fifty five percent of the time. So I mean, it's pretty even. But there's there's a lot of matches where even if you lose, it felt pretty close. And even if you are just getting destroyed, they're like five minute matches. So you're like, oh, oh well, next one will go better, hopefully. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, I feel the same way. Even when you lose a match, it's like not devastating enough. And I probably still had a little bit of fun. Just like it is fun to just play. Yeah. Um, Soldier 76 has this great ability. Uh, where when you get your sort of ultimate, which is kind of what powers up over time of doing damage, he just shoots bullets that just follow whatever character they're shooting. So you can just kind of shoot in the general area of someone and, uh, and still mow them down, which is uh, incredibly fun for people like me, and I imagine uh, not not too fun for some other people. Also, okay. one of one of the things that happens sometimes is your team will just decide they're all going like five or six of the same person, and five Soldier 76s with like one healer is a very hard team to beat. You just have just like... It's like five Call of Duty classes, because you can actually have like a real gun. Right. And you I'm know, just, it's funny that you say that, because that also... That might also speak to the fact that they are coordinated in some way and communicating. So it might be a double whammy of like they're all picking Soldier seventy six and they're all communicating. So if you really help. want yep. to, um, you know, you can really roll people in that game. A coordinated team that is communicating just a little bit will always beat a bunch of randoms. And that's that's not yeah. That's a huge thing. Is there's a lot of champions that like their alts work together very well so if you time them together just two or three people can make a big difference yeah yeah and and i do like uh you know we've talked about this before too but i i like being able to be uh a class that's not doing all of the team's damage but get called out at the end of a match for say oh i healed the most or i you know, defeated X amount of people in this specific and special way. Uh, like Genji has deflection kills, which he can he can deflect people's bullets. And one person I saw, they had 12 deflection eliminations. I was like, geez, that guy took down 12 that's, people just bouncing impressive. their bullets back at him. Yeah. Well, it certainly works, too, when somebody was playing as Bastion, the turret class, right? And he was just becoming a turret. Right. And if Genji starts running at you and just starts deflecting your bullets, it, it'll blow you up almost instantly. It's so quick. All right. Let's talk about uh, some E3 stuff. Dan, you sent me a text message. This is why you're on the show today. You sent me a text message. You get a text <laughs> message and then you invite someone to a show just like that? Yep, so I'm going to give out Ryan's uh, text phone number so everyone can just get a call. It's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Pixels Weekly. Yeah, so I sent you a a message. Primarily, I was watching E3 for the PlayStation announcements because otherwise I'm not going to buy a new Xbox. Um, That's just not going to happen with as little as I've been able to play recently. Even with the Xbox One S? The Xbox. You want to talk about that too? So what's going on? Why? Why is this the first time there's been a a substantial mid generation console bump? I mean, I know they always they they release newer ones where it's smaller, it's a little bit faster, the cooling's a little bit you know better components so that it doesn't 
requires yeah. much space. And, but to actually add functionality mid-generation, this has to be a first, right? Well, I mean, what I, functionality yeah. other than 4K? But that is a substantial thing. Like, I'll, I mean, 4K, uh, not that well, they even exist, but like 4K, games. 4K Blu-ray, sure. I guess that's a thing that is going to exist. 4K if, Blu-ray and, sure. and technically That does Netflix. exist. Yeah, Netflix in any real quantity that anyone 4K. uses. That's a question. Netflix Sorry, will stream 4K and Netflix... Like, if you can support it. If you can support it, yeah. House of Cards. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> devour your internet connection... You really got to get up in that Kevin Spacey 4K. face. You got to see it in beautiful, glorious 4K. Well, my, God, I mean, my TV so already does that, that by show. itself. It's got the the Netflix app and it streams it. It's got the Amazon. And you know what? The 4K streaming doesn't really matter because it's still compressed all the... Do you have a 4K TV? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, I'm amazing. Well, I, d- I, mean, I didn't know that about you. It's a video. It's the one they recommended from uh, the wire cutter. It's, it's a pretty. Wait a minute. Are you coming out on this show saying you're a 4K TV? Guys, owner? guys, I've been in, in the uh, TV closet for way too long here. Uh, a, a, a little side thing on, on Xbox that they're adding keyboard and mouse support in the coming months. That's kind of interesting, too. But, but for, uh, for what? For what purpose exactly? Uh, Elder Scrolls Online, obviously. Oh, Jesus. Polygon actually put out an article, which I think is kind of interesting, where they said, um, let me let me see if I can pull the quote here. Um, we have to look at what, uh, this is uh, Rod, uh, sorry, I think it's... <laughs> God, I'm not doing a very good job <laughs> no, you're, of hosting you're the show right now. Right now. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, Rod. Uh, this is, uh, <laughs> I think it's Rod Ferguson is the guy's name. But <laughs> Todd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson? Turd Ferguson. <laughs> it's a funny name. <laughs> uh, Rod, no, it is Rod Ferguson. Okay, yep. so the, uh, the Coalition Studio head, Rod Ferguson, um, Turd Ferguson, says... We have to look at what the engine can do with the power that Scorpio has. Okay, so he's talking about Scorpio here. Um, but he also talks about the Xbox One S. Uh, and that, it it actually, because it can output this 4K, has a little bit more GPU and CPU See, that's power. the thing. It's not the fact that it's actually going to be able to output games at 4K, whether or not they actually do that. It's just now it has that overhead. Nothing's going to be struggling anymore. you got the new... Uh, rendering pipelines you got the more uh gram right is that still a thing and they're doing it in the mid console cycle which means we're now finally hitting stride of people being able to work a little bit better on the hardware so like i i don't know about you guys uh dan i know y- you haven't really gone too deep into the uncharted uh for no. uh i'm but afraid to get sucked down that rabbit hole let me tell you something uncharted 4 is better looking than any game i think i've ever played yeah just especially in motion and that is a 30 frames per second game, and there are moments in that game where I'm like, this looks better than any PC game I've ever played. It looks better than any, I mean, not that I've had super powerful PCs, but just like art direction is everything. Mm-hmm. And and I think that if you have a team that's making really high fidelity assets, you need to still know how to light it, and you need to know how to texture it, and you need to know... You know when to use particle effects and well, whatnot. I think in, particularly in when you're things. doing a game that is photo real and also you know very cinematographic. Uh, yeah, trying trying to feel like a movie at the same time, uh, as opposed to other games where they can get away with um, 
not quite having the tech behind it where it's just so stylized it still feels really good and still feels like it's it's performing better um you know like the whole cell shading craze of, uh, of a decade ago but um no i'm afraid to go down that rabbit hole because i think it's going to be amazing uh and eat all of my time but now, um, here's a, here's i will say this since they announced it's weird they started their e3 microsoft started e3 conference by talking about xbox one s they just played a video it had leaked beforehand they basically just got it right out of the way they were like xbox one s here's then at the end of the conference they played the video about scorpio where they talked about it being a six teraflop console jesus jesus so many what flops. is a teraflop what is a teraflop do you guys know i know i you, this is what happened last time i was on the show i do know but i just didn't want to say anything do it do it <laughs> floating point operations buddy so Come what on, is floating operation per second right yeah it is that's floating all you gotta know. It's, it's just a flop. It's just a, it's you just, know what Terra is. It's just flops. A it's Terra flops. is what a hundred thousand or a hundred million. And it's a thousand gigabytes. It's a thousand yeah. giga. It, it's whatever. There's there's a, a thousand lot. giga floating point operations. So it's just but a standard I mean, like, way. A standard way to measure raw computing horsepower across any system. And that's a that's, lot of okay, flops. Okay, so what's your what you're saying is like. Six terabytes of information can be looked no. at at any second. No, no, I shouldn't have said bytes at all. They're not related. They're not bytes. It's just how many times the processor can do like a certain action. Okay. Yeah. And so, can, can like for the people listening, I'm actually glad I have you guys on the show here because you're two uh, computer people, nerds, computer man. Computer you are made men. of computers. We're the Computer Men. Our new show, Computer Men, <laughs> debuts Sundays at 8 p.m. Uh, <laughs> my name is Seymour Computerman. Glad to be here. And my name is Barry Computerman. We are all Computerman. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so what does that, I guess, what does that mean for people when they think about, like, how many teraflops, if any teraflops, gigaflops, is a Xbox One now? I oh mean, boy. that I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but that's... So what it is is just a way to... Uh, is your show rated explicit or not? Because I have to change my metaphors. <laughs> if not, it's a way to, it's a <laughs> okay, way to well, measure we, we the, can, the raw we performance. We can label between. this episode explicit. You should, really ought to if I'm on it. Um, no, it's just a way for people to know, like, back of the box, uh, raw stats. Because a lot of that stuff is marketing and can be manipulated. But, you know, a floating point operation is a known thing. And... More the better, but I don't know how it actually translates necessarily into better quality for a game. That's still going to be entirely up to the development team. You can well, have I mean, all that it horsepower is raw and horsepower, still do something right? horrible. Yeah, but that's what it is. It's raw horsepower for for the CPU. It doesn't actually have anything to do with like the the graphics at all. It's just well, it a, must have CPU. something to do with the GPU because I hear like Nvidia cards are always talking about teraflops. Well, I guess they're all can... well. Yeah, I guess they're still true. doing floating point operations. They're, yeah, just, they're all they're, they're all more purpose. optimized for a different type of that's operation right. or something. Yeah, that's See, right. That's, it's confusing. That's very interesting it, to me. Like, yeah, the, I think the simplest way to think about it is like, if you want to look at it in like terms of frames per second, it it has to do a certain amount of operations to render that frame, and if it can do more per second, then you're going to be getting more frames in that second. So, whatever so the if, scale up has been, it's going to be better. I just thought it was so weird that Microsoft during E3, which is largely an event where even mainstream outlets are looking at this and covering it, and this might be in the you know, New York Times or something on Monday, that they should use 
they should be like, we're going to have six teraflops. As, as if people know what the hell a teraflop is. But it sounds cool. It does. Six tera? I, and that's probably why they did it. Yeah. Did you guys see the Scorpio video? More better. No. Tell me about it. It's essentially Describe just it all Microsoft people looking picture. straight into the camera saying, we heard you developers. We're going to put as much power as we possibly can into this console. It's going to be the most power we've ever put into an Xbox. They've called No it- shit. Yeah. <laughs> we decided to step it back on this one. <laughs> we had it right the first time. This new Xbox, the last one was too powerful. People had to turn it off. It was becoming sentient. We've now gone to 5.6 teraflops. It's I got much a question for you, though. This is a philosophical question in terms of how these games are produced. So it had always been like uh, the... the a new console comes out. You got the first party games. They know how to actually use the system, take advantage of uh, the power that it's got, put out some amazing games. But then halfway through the the console's life cycle, people, other developers, have really figured out how to wring all of the possible power out of it to produce incredible games. Yeah. So what happens now that they're kind of bumping that? Like people were already getting to that point. Like there's some incredible games with uh, hardware that's what three years old now. I guess sure. somewhere around there. So now you get a bump. It just it seems. And what does that do to me? Because I'm not going to buy another console. So do they have to. What's the base level they have to output? And then if you have the better console, I guess it enables additional. Like the frame rate can be higher. How, do, yeah. how does and that I've, work for? I've also heard that it's also been argued in terms of like development resources and development costs. We've we're all in tech. We I'm a designer. You're both engineers. And we know that when you have to support more devices, that it simply takes more time. It certainly takes more time in QA, and which means it costs more money, which means it's more people or resources or whatever. So how are people going to work in this new environment where now the console is not a steady, locked-in thing for six years? And here's my answer to that. Number one, I think the o- like one of the only industries left that had that luxury was the video games industry, right? Like we we do web development that you basically don't even know if it's going to be on a phone or not, right? Right? Uh, and P- PC developers for years have been dealing with the graphics cards and driver updating and patching like even patching was common on pc and it's only this generation really did patching become a super super mainstream thing you know everybody talks about day one patches now because every game has them because we all demand that they ship sooner than they're actually ready but (laughs) that's another conversation for another time so point number one is i think these consoles are architected on x86 which uh, for people that are listening that don't really understand it's basically the same way that a pc is architected in terms of the technology behind it so that's number one they're basically already making pc games and if you don't believe that microsoft announced 12 games that are all coming out for xbox that are also coming out on pc i'm not saying it's as simple as push the pc button and you get an export of your game on pc but if they're using certain engines, it is not necessarily... I mean, that's, that's a whole idea that's been, you know, the Unity engine and free licensing of that and stuff. It's, yeah, you just port that stuff right. over. 
Unity is for it's super cheap. Indie developers all have access to it, and that literally has a. They say it on their website: export your game to a phone, export your game right. to a. This yes, there's different controllers, there's different considerations. Sure, there's QA. Sure, there's gonna be bugs and memory and stuff. So these engines already exist and they're in place. Unreal, that's another one, right? The very popular engine that that exports to phone and tablet, all this stuff. Um, people have played uh, what's that? Unreal swipey game that everybody loves, Infinity Blade. That's that's on Unreal Engine. So is the new Batman game. It's the same engine that's powering that technology. That's so that's number one. Number two, I uh, consoles can't stay the same for six years anymore. Not with the PC market the way it is. Like Why, people what is are. I, I I think that just console like. In, in the era of, say, Nintendo 64, right? There was a, certainly a, a experience-slash-graphics-fidelity gap between what was capable on PC and what was capable on N64, right? But it wasn't necessarily something being talked about by gamers, something that was super important to people and something that was sold to the people. Like, you were... PCs were not necessarily sold on how much more powerful they were from consoles. And, and a lot of times, these things were just different experiences. You had a different type of game. You weren't, like, going first-person shooter on an N64 to, like, first-person shooter on PC. They were often right. very different. Think about right. GoldenEye and Quake 2 or Unreal Tournament. These are just very different games. Yeah. So, But at some point, that, that, one, that did happen, though. I mean, for me, I was a PC gamer forever i was i was building my own pcs i was spending i was dropping money hundreds of dollars every six months or so to upgrade at least the video card if not upgrade the you know individual components getting new cooler like everything yes, i gotta go i gotta go buy some components no I kidding go. i'll man. be back in an hour i would buy new ram I, this is faster i got it so eventually within a year the entire system's new because i kept you know this upgrade cycle and it was driving me crazy this is the point when um oh man what was the the game underwater uh, Big Daddy's Bioshock. Bioshock. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sorry, I'm just old. So that was that era. That was when you could actually start putting two video cards uh, in a SLI configuration and run. Mm -hmm. It was first of all impossible because it was it was not stable. It was draining my bank account. And I couldn't afford it. So that's when I switched over to consoles. Because so at, at that point, yeah, the controllers are a little bit different. Everything feels a little bit floaty. The fidelity is not as good. But I know when I buy this. I'm going to get the same experience as everybody else. And I know the developers are targeting this as as their um, as as what they're developing for. They they know this is what it's going to look like as opposed to another guy who has right. set changed all the settings to insane. But I feel like um, so on the on the developer side it's hard because now there can be some uh, fracturing of uh, uh, and fragmentation of the market possibly on a current generation console, but now for the consumer, you're not necessarily sure that you're guaranteed that you're gonna get the experience that the developer really intended. You're gonna well, always I, feel, there's always gonna be this fear of missing out, I think. Like, well, Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. And you know, there's been people who have gone on and said, oh, like I just bought this Xbox One and now next year they're gonna make me buy a new one. First off, no one's making you buy anything, right? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a I'm a console gamer. I I also play games on my Mac uh, and PC back in the day, and like I understand the 
basically every time a new console came out, I wanted to get it because it only happened every once in a while. So, like, you get the big new thing. If they become a new console every year, then that's fine. Like, I think that, like, you don't buy a new phone every year. Some people do. Some people buy a new phone every year. And by the way, a phone is $800 or whatever it is. Right. And other people say, I'm not going to get one this year. I'm going to wait two years. I'm going to wait three years. And and when a developer makes a game or anything, they have to go, okay, well, this is going to work on all the phones for the past five years or whatever, or all the past three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I like Sony looking at it as Microsoft, that model. Yeah. Sony like, and Microsoft have both come out and said, look, these new games for the new console are also going to work on the old console. It's just going to be a matter of frame rate, fidelity. Okay. That's that's a very different bar, though. It's gonna it's gonna work, or it's gonna be awesome. Like these are your choices. It'll be okay, or it's gonna be yeah. Really but but good. but like in reality, what's it probably gonna be like? It, it might be like games that are coming out are like a steady lock at thirty fps, ten eighty, like with the newer console. But then the old one, it's seven twenty or something. Like that's not an insignificant thing, though. I mean, I mean, right now, the current Xbox, I mean, if you have a game that's on both PS4 and Xbox One, the PS4 one's almost always guaranteed to be 1080p locked at 30 frames, where the Xbox One is uh, 960 at 30 frames, and right, but when unless they say it's locked, it's not really locked, because it... To yeah. me, like, unless you're looking at this side by side, it's like, it is a pretty insignificant difference. I mean, unless you want to take into account, like, a competitive game where, like, frame rate matters, mm-hmm. I mean, they'll have to do stuff for that. But, like, on a single-player game, if I didn't want to spend the extra $400 or whatever to upgrade my Xbox and I have to deal with a couple frame rate drops, like, I think most people aren't going to consider that a huge deal. But, like, I, I would want to upgrade because I, I can't stand how slow the Xbox just, like, interfaces. Like, right. I just want the whole thing to be snappier, so I'm willing to drop the extra money. Oh, I'm, I'm even thinking of, of uh, swapping out the drive on the PS4 just for a solid-state drive just because loading it makes me right. want to oh, freaking well, kill I'll, myself. I'll tell you what, I thought about doing that, but solid state drives still cost way too much money than they deserve to be. Because, like, I had filled my PlayStation 4 hard drive to near capacity, and I l- was looking at it, I was either going to buy a one terabyte hard drive for it, or, like, a 250 gigabyte SSD, which right. were the same price, and I was like, I can't, it still doesn't support external storage. Like, that's That blows my mind. That's ridiculous. Map. Yeah. Yeah. It, that it you was, can't it just crazy. plug it into the USB port and have an extra, like, I'm going to keep all this stuff over here and it's slower because it's on a bigger drive and that's fine, but I want all of my save games to load off of... I want all right. the everything I'm installing to come off the solid-state drive. I will I mean, say that, this. That'd be nice. That'd be, a ni- that'd be a better, I think, and more fair upgrade than uh, you know just pushing the horsepower of the system. But I will say this, and I know we're for listeners, we're talking about a lot of the stuff that we've already covered, but we've got some new perspectives on it, which is nice. Um replacing the ps4 hard drive one of the easiest things i've ever done i think it was it may have been slightly easier or just as easy as basically popping out the old xbox 360 hard drive that just like the one that was on the top you just kind of yeah yeah exactly it was super easy you literally can the cover of the ps4 just clicks right out with a slide and then it's one screw to remove the hard drive from the bay and then the hard drive is actually secured into its own little tray with four screws Put a new one in. You can download the firmware from their website. Make sure you have a USB drive that has at least four gigabytes 
and that's it. And you're you're in. And can right. fit in the stupid little PS4 crevice, which I didn't have until I went to the store. Yeah, that's super uh, weird. It is. Yeah, it's a the, weird the, the design is a little strange. <laughs> Gonna get into. Um, okay. All right. So we came this far. We got like 40 minutes into this stupid show when yeah. I'm talking about E3 stuff. Um, uh, well, the what only ga- last. Well, uh, what we mean, are there are there games from E3 that particularly excited either of you? I mean, for me, like I said, I was only really looking at uh, uh, PlayStation games. But uh, for me, I like think- Last Guardian looks insane. I don't know, like how the gameplay is going to be. It just it just looks gorgeous and looks like it'll be a really uh, engrossing game. That's the kind of thing I want. That game has been in development for so long. It's almost got like its own mythology around it. But yeah. right, like what I I said this last week uh, that the thing that Colin Moriarty always says, which is um, since their last game came out, which is I don't know, Eco or Shadow of the Colossus, okay. Naughty Dog has put out. Uncharted 1, 2, 3, The Last of Us, The Last of Us Remastered, and Uncharted 4. That's the same studio. <laughs> that's like, that's one studio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm morbidly curious as to what this game is. It, it does look great. It looks, you know, I, I'm interested in playing it. I think Gears of War also looks fantastic. Gears does look very good. Were and you, when I uh, heard that horror mode is back, I was like, ugh, oh, perfect. That's all you need so to you say. guys were, you were into Gears of War from the, from the beginning? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We've been uh, we beat Gears of War one on the hardest difficulty with probably hundreds of deaths, but that was a great time. Been into the <laughs> series ever since. We should play the re- we should play through the remaster. We never finished that remaster. Yeah, I Come mean, on. yeah, Gears Razor is probably hell. my favorite game from from anything. That and and Resident Evil are the ones that interest me, which is weird because Gears is going to be basically the same thing, but Resident Evil looks way different than it's ever been. Does it look I can't, different and oh. better though? Because I I liked where they went. I, I, I started I playing know. Resident Evil like uh, uh, Resident Evil One way back in the day, original PlayStation when I was in college. But then uh, Four was, that was, a big was great. Five was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. Anyway, I mean, it had the problems. Five but, um, was fun. But it was fun. It was not Resident it, Evil. But like it was if they fun. had just I mean, called yeah. it anything else, if they had called it Zombie Commandos, I would have been like, "This game's cool." <laughs> but then you probably wouldn't have bought it. You'd be like, "I'm surprised at this game." But no. Right, right, right. But this one just looks so. I mean, I've only seen the trailer. You guys have played the demo, then, which I, I guess yes. I should jump on that. But uh, it's yeah. like 15 minutes, but it is uh, it's spooky. It's Resident Evil meets Saw. Is that that's the feeling I'm getting? Is that right? Um, no, okay. really, no Resident Evil. There's like nothing Resident Evil about it, which is the weird thing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, let's start with this. We all agree, or do we not, that Resident Evil needed to change? I I definitely agree sure with that. Okay. So, and and I think most people would agree with that. Of like, it wasn't going in the right direction. Resident Evil Six was arguably one of the worst ones they've made. Even though technically it's still a good game. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's really hard calling some games bad when it's still a well-made game that looks good and is like voice acted. It's like, OK, well, clearly millions of dollars went into this, but like it's just not I don't like it. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Um, so uh, Resident Evil one. Was. I didn't even play it much. I played some of the remaster, but I remember watching my cousin, Kurt, you Chris. Chris Santos, our cousin Chris, would play it, and I'd watch it, and I was like, this is scary. Resident mm-hmm. Evil 2, I loved. It was Resident Evil 1, only bigger and better, 
more zombies, bigger spaces, more locales, more exotic. By more exotic, I mean it takes place in a whole city instead of just mm-hmm. a house, right? That was the pitch. And Resident Evil 2 is like one of my favorite. It's my second favorite Resident Evil. And I also like the characters Claire and Leon. You know, I liked the sort of sister of a cop and rookie cop like dynamic there. Resident Evil 3 was fine. I played it. It was a more focused story, but it rehashed in a lot of the same places. Up to and including looking like they just used the assets from previous <laughs> games. Like, get another one out. Get out. Get out. Keep, keep selling. And then Resident Evil 4 came and was this really also scary, right? Resident Evil 4 was mm-hmm. very scary the first yeah. time you play it. Yeah. Uh, Lovecraftian. It was different. It was a different perspective. You had a different control. It was still tank controls. Yeah. One joystick moved forward, backward, and turned. Yep. Plant your feet to shoot. Plant your feet to shoot. Could not shoot and move. Nope. Although you could spin kick the shit out of dudes. That's true. <laughs> and then knife them while they're on the ground. <laughs> and then Keep kick swiping. ladders out of windows. There were so many things in that game where oh. were like... Yeah, no, right? You start start smiling when you think about it. It's such a great game. So good. Right. Push boulders down and, like, get, you know, all sorts of things. The quick time events, that was one of the first games Mm -hmm. to use, really, quick time events of, like, how do we make a cutscene a game? How do we make that interesting? And it did all of it so well, but it, like, had similar pacing to Resident Evil. It still had the, like, going into locales dealing with the threat there, <laughs> hunting for puzzle solutions. The puzzle thing, but it's not just puzzles for puzzle's sake. It was definitely like illuminating the story as you're going. Yeah, just right. really well crafted that way. Right. And the whole environment really sold it really well. So Whereas beautiful. like Resident all, all Evil the 5 was yeah. like, almost like the James Bond of Resident Evil. Many exotic uh, locales. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to <laughs> like put it, yeah. Boat sequences, like there were sequences where you were literally just in a jeep firing an unlimited gun mm-hmm. at like i guess zombies Zo- spanish people like <laughs> <laughs> well four was spanish stuff. people yeah <laughs> right four was, was like people. ethiopian or something yeah yeah this is straight up racist game <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, oh yeah it's another thing four wasn't necessarily zombies also the first one to do that Yes, but although they still had crazy eyes, they were still infected, they were still mostly lumbering. It was the same, yeah, right. It was the same thing with a different name, which is well, fine. Well, until, like, something popped out of its head and they tried to eat you. Okay, there's that. <laughs> that was a bit different. Right, that did happen. Touche. <laughs> until they all started to eat you. Hold on, hold on. I moved my head away from the mic to breathe. Don't edit that out. Oh, my God. The stuffy <laughs> nose gold. kill me. Yeah, I moved my what? head away to breathe. I love it. Should we add Santi to the call? She <laughs> says she's here. <laughs> well, we, or we could right. just wrap this up. Yeah. Because I'm going to need to. Yeah, we, we're going to wrap oh. in a yeah, second. Yeah, I'll have to okay, so All right. I think the new Resident Evil looks great. I think new God of War looks really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandy didn't answer, so we won't have her on the show today. <laughs> You're, you're you're keeping this in, right? <laughs> no, we'll we'll do. Uh, I'll, I'll regroup with Sandy after I'm done with you guys. But uh, any other E3 things that you're excited about? Any any sort of? Hey, there was a weird thing with uh, No Man's Sky. Um, 
so I'm not super hype on the game. Like it looks, it looks amazing. I just don't understand what the actual game part of it is besides just exploration. These kind of open, open world's one thing, but open world with no clear thing that you're supposed to do. I just yeah, don't know right what that is you. yet. So, sure, I think it's, I think it looks great. I'm, I'm probably gonna play it. But then there was this whole lawsuit with Sky TV that they finally announced that they actually got the name. They're allowed to use the name No Man's Sky because Sky TV was suing them over the word, the ownership of the word Sky. Isn't that just freaking weird? Does this strike anyone else? I don't like that anybody could like own a word. It's usually like if you're in the same space. Like this is a television broadcaster versus a game publisher or a game studio. Like How does that? Your word is like a word re- sky. It's right. Like I was thing. gonna say it's like, if your word is like a random, like specific thing, like. Yeah, not random. No, actually, not random at all. TV. Very specific. Like, okay, a well, thing that everyone knows. <laughs> no. It was just, so the whole game at this late date's already gotten delayed several several no, times. Just once. Everybody is like, everyone's convinced that it was delayed Forever. several it's times. It's been delayed for twenty I hate years. This game. <laughs> fail, fail, fail. He received um, death threats over got a, release a date, three weeks delay. Amazing. By the way, <laughs> thanks, video game players. I need this game. <laughs> I need this game now. I don't care if it's you're ready. gonna die because you couldn't give it to me. Once you're dead, you're gonna give it to oh, me. <laughs> But I mean, it's just amazing. After all this, it could have actually had to come out with a. a well, go check out. Go check out IGN's of coverage this. of that game because uh, they showed a little bit of what the game actually is, and you have kind of a blasters and scanners, and you're solving puzzles, and you're collecting things, upgrading your ship, and you're trying to get to the center of the universe. I'm sure the game will expose itself more. Curtis is just shaking his head. I guess, yeah, I, I, I hope so. I mean, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will, and they just don't want to spoil See, I'm not sure it, it will. That's my thing. It's like, I'm pretty sure it won't. <laughs> but they'll be like, yeah, there's this system. Uh, yeah, fair, you figure it out. Just figure it figure out. It. It's well, I mean, we, we're all like, ha, 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 that sounds so stupid. It's That's, all there's no game there. Gameplay. But then, like, we're describing Minecraft as well, which has made more money than anyone will ever see in their lifetime. <laughs> Right. Well, that's my problem with it. Well, I want to play this game with you guys before you go. All right. We play a game here uh, on the show. Different games. We play all sorts of different games, but we started one that we really like, <laughs> which is called Steamed Gamer. And in Steamed Gamer, I read you a review of a game that is basically universally loved. A Steam review from somebody who does not like the game. And you, you have to guess what oh, the good. game is based on the review. Fail miserably okay, at this, ready? but okay. Seventy-three percent of people found this review helpful. Not recommended. Fourteen point seven hours on record. Dragons are way too weak to be considered real, which kills the immersion for me. Sad face. It's Skyrim. Yeah, it has to be Skyrim. <laughs> <That's> correct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Killed with an arrow. Fail. So good. Hello, okay, Sandy. Oh, hey. Hey, Sandy. <laughs> technology. We can. I can totally do this. I can use technology. Well, I basically just recorded the whole episode with Dan and Curtis, but uh... <laughs> that's fine. Sandy, he's going to edit me out the entire. I was. Uh, I was playing the the Kirby game, and then I got the phone call, and I didn't realize because I was too busy with Kirby. Speak so. up. No, I distract easy. <laughs> That's a horrible game. I I'm hate gonna, it. I'm gonna just tell you guys. I, I had to read this one too because this was my second choice. But uh, this person played the game for 12 hours. I don't know how you could play something for 12 hours and be like, "This sucks." 
Like, just stop playing. I'm just going to hate play it. <laughs> uh, although I guess 12 hours is not a lot for something like Skyrim. It says, uh, not recommended. I can't get through the bleeping intro because the horse gets stuck in bleeping everything. <laughs> or, or I keep spinning in a ble- like a bleeping idiot through the whole intro. FFS. <laughs> Which I think is for, for fun. Huh. Actually, Skyrim was hard to find a review like this because most people just literally, this is one review, this guy played it for 24 hours. Paid mods, 0 out of 10. <laughs> this, that's the one you should have given us. That's a real tough one. <laughs> this guy, his review, not recommended. Paid mods, all caps. That's his... That's his. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I haven't told you the best part about his review. Like 400 hours, no. right? 1,842 hours. <laughs> I just hate it so much. I paid my $60. Give me my 2,000 hours. <laughs> Guarantee me 2,000 hours. And then you know play. he's a PC gamer. There's it. no way he paid $60. He got it for 30 bucks on a Steam sale. Played it for 2,000 hours. That was and said, paid mods. <laughs> Paid mods zero. It's a zero game. Oh my god, these gamers are steamed. All right, guys. So I need to build a PC. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah. Duh. Once they start coming. That was actually going to be the point I made earlier about the console revisions that you were talking about, Dan. Which is, mm-hmm. if it's going to be a new five hundred dollar Xbox every two or three years it's probably better for me to get a PC in that scenario, right? Potentially. I mean, like I said, I haven't... I mean, just I not upgrade the Xbox every time. That's true, too. But I haven't uh, I haven't been building PCs, but at the time, it was just a nightmare because of stability. Like, you could get an amazing frame rate and the experience, like, turn everything up to insane, but, you know, the whole thing might just melt or just a driver might not work. Like, I just want to deal with... I feel like we're past Running it on a top lot of, an of that OS. stuff. We're not completely past so, it. So yeah, so maybe it doesn't like we're that past, anymore. We're yeah. past most of it. It's the, there is still the like, oh, if you don't have the latest Nvidia thing, then this brand new game still crashes when you X. It doesn't happen too yeah. much. It depends if you're like playing games that are just coming out, and you'll run into this more than like if you only play a few games that have been out for a while. Right. Right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for being on the the show. Thanks for saving us post this E3. Uh, hangover that we're all kind of experiencing. Uh, Sandy? I don't drink. I got a milkshake. E3 is what gave us the hangover, not booze. Oh. Well, E3 was okay. I slept through most of it. Uh, That's fine. What I do want to talk about uh, on next week's show, and we'll do this with the regular crew, hopefully, if Yannick can get his internet situation Uh, together, uh, is Zelda. We have to talk about Zelda. Right, Sandy? I saw it being played at the uh, Nintendo New York store. Go to polygon.com. Oh, man, I actually just walked by it yesterday, and I should have looked in. That, Dang it. Go. Yeah, they were giving away uh, posters and T-shirts if you were a part of the fan event. And I went in and bought a bunch of Amiibos. Typical. For my <laughs> Kirby game. How'd the game look in person? It looks good. I. It looks good. It's a Zelda game. It looks... It looks like a studio Ghibli. Like a Zelda game. It looks like, or Ghibli or Ghibli. What does that mean? Ghibli? Ghibli? Yeah. Ghibli or Ghibli? Ghiblets. 
Ghibli. 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 That shouldn't We've be already asked. talked about this. Tune in next time. And <laughs> no, no, we we'll have to wait, you know settle this really quick. Which one is it for each of you? It's GIF. It's GIF. I, okay, we're 100%. <laughs> we're 100% on GIF. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Otherwise, I would never talk to you again. Uh, Christmas GIF. Uh, that's, it's, that, it's that simple. That's the whole argument for me. All right, guys. Uh... Uh, in preparation, if if any of you ever come on the show again, I will say this: go to polygon.com. They have a fifty-six minute. They're both shaking their head. No, great to do visual <laughs> gags on a podcast. By the way, people love that. They love it. Uh, polygon.com has fifty-six minutes of Zelda gameplay. So for listeners, you want to be on the Zelda discussion next week? Go check that out. That'll basically be a lot of what we talk about. And. Um, I'm really excited about this Zelda. It's like an open world, do anything, epic, super long survival sim Zelda adventure. Sounds awesome. So many so words. So many words. It's a Studio Ghibli, 1080p, 60 <laughs> FPS. It's pronounced GIF. It's pronounced <laughs> Studio Gifly. Um, okay. Uh, let's. Even Talon's excited. <laughs> Sounds like a new Zelda game, yeah. How do we even end the show? Oh, we say? Okay, wait, wait. Uh, that that does it for us. Uh, tune in next week at our regular time. That is on Monday morning. <laughs> and until next time, I can't even say uh, goodbye. I wasn't. I didn't do no, anything. Know, <laughs> you're not gonna do it. You're not gonna do it. Until next time. Until next time. Sandy segment. Until next time. No, do a Sandy segment. Come on. Aloha. Goodbye. goodbye. Yep. No, Ciao. He said ciao. ciao. And we'll see you next week. All right, we did it. All right, how do I, how do I, do I, if I just hit stop, does the recording save? No. It's, it's a hard drive. If you hit stop, you die in real life. <laughs>